Hello and welcome to Ias Gablan, a bi-weekly podcast from four Latinx daughters. Welcome back to Hijas Que Hablan. Welcome back to another lovely episode. Um, You know, the gang is back. We're here. It's a Tuesday. It's National Margarita Day. So anyways, that's us. Happy holidays. Happy Happy holidays. holidays Drink up. (laughs) Drink Um, up. Pour up. Pour up. (laughs) If you're of age. If you're of age. age, We always put that disclaimer. And if you're you're not, drink some water. (laughs) Stay hydrated. Skin (laughs) glowing. You need to be drinking some water. (laughs) But um, yeah, I'm Arleni. I am Brianna. I'm Maria Jose. And I'm Lenny. And welcome back to episode 26. What's up, what's up? And we love it. Episode 26, but if y'all are keeping up, this is season two, episode season six. Two. Correct. So little... we have a whole first season and we talk about that all the time. Go ahead and check that out. The first couple <laughs> episodes, a little rough, a little rough, but you know, as expected, yeah, yeah. Maybe we were in our like baby first... face. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Don't to the first three or five episodes. Skip right on to just, to just come straight else. to season two, <laughs> <laughs> or that. Today we're going to be talking about influential influential women <laughs> in our lives. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to have a very special segment called "Problematic People of the Week." So who's going to take us off? Because I don't think I have one. <laughs> Okay, I'll start. Yeah, you can. You you have one, so yeah, 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 you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll start for sure. Y'all think about it while I while while I am. Okay, <laughs> so well, a couple weekends ago, I guess it would have been the weekend after we last recorded. Um, I've been going out. We if you follow it. me on social, you know I've been going out. Anyways, um, <laughs> so went out with um, my sister, our friend Jenny. Jenny, what's up? Um. And then a couple of my sister's coworkers, and you know we went bar hopping in Deep Ellum, as we do. It's kind of like our our regular thing. Um, and um, shout out to everybody that parties in Deep Ellum. Uh, we usually start at Salsera, and we usually make our way to Yellow Rosa. If you've never partied at Yellow Rosa on a Saturday, you need to. Anyways, um, so we're at Yellow Rosa. Uh, it's also a badass brunch place. I like how I'm just adding shit to the story. Um, it's also a really nice brunch place. Go out there on Sundays because they have mariachis. It's like $20 a song, but um, it's pretty lit. Um, so we're there. We're partying. We're dancing. We're throwing ass um, in all kinds of directions. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, you know, as men do... Um, there was a guy who was trying to like, he was dancing on everyone. He was dancing on one of the girls that I was with. Um, he was super inebriated, super, super, super drunk. Um, I'm talking like he, he was throwing his own ass. Um, that's how drunk he was, (laughs) which like good for you if, if you do that on regular, but like it's I imagine he probably doesn't do that and it was only happening because he was drunk. Um, so he's dancing with one of my friends and um, he like grabs her, uh, grabs ass, like 
like li- like I wish y'all could see me, but literally grabs mm-hmm. ass. And I saw it and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> it's not funny, but I'm laughing now. And I was like, uh, are you she was you know, she turns around to him and he she's like, No, that's not what we're doing. I don't know if you misconstrued something, but that's not what's happening. They stop dancing, it's fine. So then like a couple moments later, he like grabs me and is like, dance with me. And I was like, no. And he was like, no, like dance with me. And he grabbed me again. And I was like, Mm-mm. no. And then I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't want to dance with you. He grabs me again. And at this time I'm like, mm, you know, we're about to fight now. Yeah, so I, um, yeah. I, I shoved him <laughs> and, and I was like, we're not dancing. Uh, and then finally, of course, after I shoved him, he kind of got the, got the oh idea that I didn't want to dance. It took me like literally pushing him to, for him to, to like get through his fucking head. Um, but he was like that super, super, super messy. And I just wanted to like, we typically try to bring a guy with us all the time. Isn't that sad that you feel yeah. like you have to take a guy yeah. out with you? Um, my cousin usually goes out with us. Shout out Alex. Um, my cousin usually goes out with us. So, you know, I don't know, of course having a male presence like helps, with that kind of shit. Um, but we didn't have a guy with us that time. But um, if you ever see shit go down, if you're a guy, I don't know, there's not many men listening to this podcast. Yeah. I guess. Unless we match on Tinder, then you're probably here. Hey. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but if you ever see someone struggling like that, just step in. Just be like, hey, she don't want to dance with you. Help her out. It sucks that we have to go through shit like that and people can't just take no for an answer. But I just want to throw out there that um, Chris Car- Chris Jenner works hard, but uh, Brianna works harder to promote our podcast because yeah, literally, yeah. she's posting us everywhere. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love it though. Thank you. But no, like it is freaking sad that like they like women are so unsafe because men are so fragile because i feel like that's what it is like it's not even like they don't understand or they don't have the capacity to understand but i feel like they're so fragile and taking no or hearing no or being rejected it's like oh my ego exactly and it's just like if men were less fragile women would be more safe because it does suck like um it sucks that like you you can't you couldn't enjoy your night fully Right. And it was like a night that you didn't take your cousin, your male cousin. Right. And it's just like this shit happens. Because I'm pretty sure shit like that doesn't really happen when your cousin's there. No. Yeah, see? That's sad. I'm like, ugh. Sad, sad, sad world. Oh, but on another note, before that, we went to Salsera. If you party at Salsera, you know what's up. Um, (laughs) But I danced with a guy for like 15 minutes. And I don't know why I'm the most awkward person in my whole entire life. But I'm just so awkward. Um, I basically turned around and I was like, thanks for dancing with me. And we shook hands. (laughs) Not a handshake, Miss Girl. No. (laughs) What you were looking at? Business transaction. And that was it. (laughs) thanks for the exchange (laughs) it was hilarious bro i was like man that was so fucking awkward hug this man i don't know him be like do you want to dance more later something (laughs) i was leaving little dance cards like they used to do before oh my god 
you need i don't know if you ever saw on tiktok that this girl did you say that Adeline? um this girl had a had a stamp oh my uh, for like her, her, yeah her i've seen it i her want name, that her instagram her twitter did and like it's like, one of those, like yeah, she would just stamp amazing. With that. Yeah, like you make you a podcast, podcast. Like listen to Hijas Exactly, Hijas Also, here, stamp it, stamp it. Go listen. <laughs> that sounds like such a good idea. Uh, yeah, so no, I. You have to do one for it. your personal information, one for the podcast. You're like double stamp. <laughs> By the way, I have a podcast. Thanks for dancing with me. <laughs> she's gonna go into the clubs the securities are gonna be like what are those um these are just stamps follow me <laughs> they're stamps <laughs> here look i'll show you <laughs> dead let's hope you don't make it on there fucking dead this is amazing That's okay <laughs> anybody else have problematic people um i don't have a problematic person per se but my partner shared a problematic person Okay. of the week you know how Malika is like one of our biggest fans right um and so they were sharing that like Malika works at a hospital or like okay. yeah and they're like working optometry so they work with people all day every day and last week they got the question of like where are you from but the no but where are you really from <laughs> you know <laughs> And I'm just yeah. like, this person, like, Malika's just like, oh, I'm from Boston. And this person was basically like, no, but, like, where are you from? <laughs> and Malika was just like, oh, I'm, I'm Cambodian. Like, that's, if that was your question. But I feel that, like, I never even, like, I'm just like, why, why are people so, always so pressed about knowing where people, like, where ethnic folks are from? Because I feel that, like... When I was in undergrad, and this would be like a game for Uber drivers, <laughs> which I don't know if that's something that y'all have experienced, but Uber drivers would be like, what race are you? Or like, where what are you What kind of Hispanic are you? Yeah, what kind of Hispanic are you? I, and I'm just like, this is not the type of conversation I want to have on my way to Target. Like, I, why do you <laughs> care so much? And it's just like... There's for like, a why does your Uber driver care? Exactly. Girl, I'm saying it's just like if you can't think of more conversation beyond where you really from, maybe you should just not be talking to people at all because that's just problematic. Like, why you want to know? One time, this person said that I was like, I looked Korean, and I'm just like, you way off, you way, you way off, <laughs> like, not even close. Maria, you do not look Korean. Yeah, I know. I, I'm like, oh, it must God, have been on some, like, really... yeah, it was like, that's what, what I'm saying so it's just yeah, like no. people should just mind their business if i want to share with you where my heritage is from or where my my roots are i'll share that but otherwise you should not be giving a fuck and not also if i tell you like when you ask the question and i'm like oh i'm from dallas and then you're like no. yeah then you just like just where are you it. really from where like are you really from don't ask me that. Well, you're you're really from Dallas, like, right? Do you know, you know what I mean. That is like that is the answer. I'm really from Dallas. Exactly. I'm just like I'm you. really from the suburbs. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but I was like, mm. oh, and last week, this is a problematic person. I don't know who the fuck she is, but when I was walking to class, this white girl in a Tesla tried to fucking run me over on a four way stop sign thing. <gasps> You should have let her. What? Listen, yeah, you should have. Like you you can't miss me. Like I'm hey. crossing at the fucking crosswalk. 
mm-hmm. this girl decides to go and i wish i didn't have my mask on because i gave her the nastiest look and then this bitch <laughs> tries to hide like in her sweater like no girl i already saw you it's too late like she was literally like maybe like three feet away from me that's funny less than that and i was just <laughs> like girl like what's happening but yeah whoever she is fuck you because you almost got my ass over <laughs> You know, it how, was on a like, Wednesday last week. I should. I think we should do more. Whoever you are, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. like it just that. reminded me of the ones where, like, I think it was like a couple months ago, like da 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 da, and your mom's a hoe or something like yes. that. Oh yeah, yes. yes. Whoever <laughs> you are, your mom's a hoe. Your mom's a hoe. Yeah, that too. Because I was like, fuck. Ugh. That had me all in the mood, and then I, yeah, I, I went to class. With that. Yeah because it happens to me often at this fucking school like this isn't the first time that somebody has tried to fucking run over me at this fucking four-way stop sign thing so i'm just like what is it about me? are they just like not paying attention like what is going on that's what i'm saying like and it's like a four-way stop so it's just right like, so you gotta go look this way and this way and then look this way again isn't that the rule exactly so people just don't yeah. really be knowing how to drive so speaking of people who don't know how to drive I was going to the park the other day, going to park, but this car, there was a lot of parking spots open, so this car, instead of pulling into one, he kind of just pulled perpendicular to them, so he was taking up, like, five, and I was like, okay, so I try to go around him, and then kind of, like, maneuver to park in reverse. This car started honking at me, because apparently I was in their way to continue forth, and I'm like, first of all, you just pulled out, like, pulled off to the side, like, there was just all these parking spots for you. You're just making your own. Yeah, and they just gave me, and it was a couple, an older couple, like, 50s, giving me the nastiest Mm. of look, and I'm like, first of all, what is wrong with y'all? So that's them. Mm -mm. Lenny, any problematic people in your life? You see, um, No. I just don't. That's good. No, that's great. Like, perfect. Like, I wish. Like, I just don't really like go out or like. Yeah, I'm like in my house, like teaching myself how to edit videos, like trying, you know, minding my own business. Um, unproblematic. We love that. Yeah, like I don't know. Like, I just like I also like I get certain vibes from people. So, like, if I kind of feel, like, something off from you, like, I was just like, mm, I don't fuck with you. Better um, not. Yeah, yeah, I just Smart. don't get near there. Smart. Because um, so. I, got, I got another one then. Oh, I love this. Like, listen, like, it's very shitty, but I like listening. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. No, it's a good story. It's a good story. Um, so, uh, if you live in Dallas, Bad Bunny was here this past weekend. Yeah. Um, I went on Friday. Those I tickets Maria. are fucking expensive, yeah, by the way. Yeah, they were. Um, so I love him, but like, same with Harry Styles. I want to go see him. Super expensive. Like, I love them, but like, I don't got the money. Yeah, I do not yeah. have the money. How was the concert? Um, badass. I mean, it's the second really time I've good. seen him, but badass Same. amazing the energy was there everybody everybody was so lit it was so much fun so good like all of everybody was fits. dressed so like i was just cute. like okay and like I everybody feel like nobody was like hating on each other like no, there was no drama because the first the time i saw were... bad bunny i saw him in la i love that and after the concert was over people were fighting and i'm just like oh 
but we didn't have no. that this time around and everybody just the vibes so are good. amazing yes mm-hmm. i love everybody looks so cute it was great i loved it um <gasps> so you know we sorry no i just remember something i'll share it after you okay okay so um we're like driving back home from being out and stuff after the concert and it's probably like close to like 1 30 in the morning like maybe not quite 1 30 but the clubs are about to close type shit right mm-hmm. um and i get a phone call and they were like hey like what are you doing are you out and i was like nah i mean i'm 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 basically almost home like he was like come um come over and i was like mm-hmm. i'm i'm basically home like no and this per <coughs> shit it's like you were talking <laughs> shit no it's okay it's just a reminder you need to stay hydrated <laughs> and he's like come over now he lives back like if you know where american Airlines center is he literally lives like pretty close to there and um damn if he hears this he you knows not you you know you know exactly who you are yeah i do not live anywhere close to american Airlines center i live fucking far from there and he's like, hey, come over. And I'm like, it is 1.30 in the morning, sir. No. What the, why do I need to come over for? And he was like, are you going to go to the Bad Bunny? This person went to the Bad Bunny concert the same night I did on Friday. And he was like, are you going to go to the Bad Bunny concert tomorrow? And I was like, no, I saw him today. Like, what? We both saw him today. What do you mean? And he's like, I think I'm going to go tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. He's like, come over. And I was like. No, like it is one thirty in the morning. Like no, and he's like, I need a shorty to go to to see Bad Bunny with tomorrow. If you come over today, if you come over right now, I'll buy you tickets. Mm. Mm. Sus. No. No. But 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 did you go? And I went. No, I'm just kidding. No, girl. No, no, no. So I went. I would have been like, no, no judgment there. I'm like, this is a judgment no, free no, zone. No, I, did, I didn't go. I'm like, that's your business. That's your business. You do you. Boo. No, I only you saw Bad Bunny once over the weekend. I love that. But dang, he really said, come over. And I'll. Boy. No, she sure. I'm men I know. if you're hearing if you're listening please don't hit me back up like it's over <laughs> whatever that was is, is not okay Lenny what did you what, okay. we need to hear what well, you it's nothing hear. like it was nothing nothing bad but like okay. um um I so I was talking to this girl on tinder right the only reason I remember was because I got a notification from tinder but I, okay. I was talking to this girl on Tinder, right? And I didn't, like, really realize this till like, after, like, about a week. And I was, I think, talking to one of my friends. Oh, and then there's another part from one of my male friends. Anyway, um, so I was talking to this girl, and she was constantly, like, you know, talking me up and stuff. And then I realized, like, oh, she was love bombing me. Oh, dang. I just realized, like, later, I was like, fuck. And then... Um, you know, she kept calling me all these cute names and whatever. We talked for about like three weeks and then she fucking ghosted me. Mm-mm. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> excuse me. 
but I'm honestly kind of glad she did that in the long run because like that probably would not have ended well and then I told one of my guy friends and he was like oh I like oh I totally get her I do that all the time I was like sir what and then he was he's after I'm gonna stay real quiet and so (laughs) (laughs) um he so yeah so then he's like he likes one of my friends and so I told her, and she's like, oh, I knew there was a reason why I didn't, like, talk to him that way. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of glad you didn't. But, yeah, no, when I found out out from him, and he kept trying to, like, explain himself when I gave him, like, a look. Like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, but listen, like, you know, sometimes I just get, like, you know, super anxious and, like, depressed and stuff, which, okay, valid. But still, like, he does that, like, to a couple people in a row. Like, that's not cool. Just, yeah, you can just tell people, like, hey sorry no thanks i don't want to i'm not in the headspace right now but some people some people deserve it (laughs) i think so too some people deserve deserve to be ghosted in general but (laughs) (laughs) i'm like that's that's just me okay so speaking about that then um my sister i don't know if this is my business to tell but my sister's um (laughs) ex kind of hit her up and she was like I don't know what like what to say or whatnot. Like, um, she's like, I kind of want to reply with like a no, and like um, like the little sparkles because I think he was trying to hit her up to hang out. And I was like, you're a better person than I am because I would have just not responded at all. And she's like, I just I kind of want to be petty, but I don't know. And I'm like, okay, then be petty. I was like, do something like or like turn your red receipts on or something. I was like, I don't know, but men do deserve to be ghosted they do yeah that's my favorite petty move like leaving people on red and like especially if like i didn't have my red receipts prior to that and i turned them on just to let them know that i have read the message just for that one specific instance yeah yeah or like i'll just reply like okay some people get more pressed by like a one word or like an emoji like if i'm really pressed i'll reply with a thumbs up emoji or with like the okay like the the sign okay you just hit him with a oh man that's crazy yeah like wild oh i do have a problematic person okay let's hear it it's just gonna be a problematic episode yeah 20 minutes of problematic people man y'all need to chill why is this segment so long i know but there was this this friend that i had and i stopped talking to them because like they only hit me up for advice and like Mm. it was always like i have all these problems with girls like oh but then i also like make out with all these girls at the club and i like i have all these girls on my line and so then i was just like okay so then why are you always hitting me up with girl problems and like but they would never want to hang out with me or go out to the club with me or anything so i feel like there was like a lot of issues they were lying Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) they were lying also like if you're my friend like why don't you want to hang out and stuff and so it was just like it was really weird and it was always about them like our friendship was very much around them and their needs and what they needed from me and so it's just like i was just like hey like i don't think that i want to continue on this friendship because i don't think it's very reciprocal like it's very one way like we're always talking about you we're always talking about your problems and if i'm being honest like that's not the type of relationships that i want to have around me 
And so we stopped talking and they were just like, but they sent me these messages like before we stopped talking, talking about like, oh, I always want to play the victim, basically gaslighting me, being like, oh, I know, oh, I, we don't talk about you. I always ask you how you're doing. And I'm like, bro, I can count in my hands how many times you've ever asked, like in one hand, how many times you've asked me how I am. And so it's just like they hit me up not too long ago. And then they were just like, are you still on your bullshit or did you get over it? And I was just like, Bye. <laughs> a little still on my bullshit. Exactly. Will always be reply. Exactly. back on the bullshit. Cause it's just like, when I told them I didn't want to be their friends, like I never blocked them or anything. I was just like, I just don't yeah. care to have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And they blocked me off of Snapchat. They blocked me on TikTok. And I was just like, and I was on some bullshit. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. So I, I just don't do non-reciprocal relationships anymore. Like, because I feel like I do that a lot where I always like, I'm so willing to pour into other people, but other people aren't pouring back into me, you know? And that was it, that. very much that relationship with this person. So I was just like, I cut it off. And then it's just like, I established boundaries and the homie got pissed and then hit me up with, am I on my bullshit? Like, I'm sorry I have boundaries. Like, I'm sorry you can't respect them. But yeah, that also, I was just like, I forgot about this person. But I have a question. <laughs> and this is uh, Euphoria inspired. Ooh. But don't let, this is not a Euphoria spoiler. It's just a Euphoria inspired. Ooh, question. should we make a Euphoria episode? Let us know if y'all want one. I can talk about Euphoria <laughs> all the time. Um, but anyway, Team Maddie. What are the rules with, or two questions. How do y'all feel about introducing your friends in so that they could potentially date? That's the first question. And the second question is, what are the rules around your friends' as exes? Are they off the table? Are they on the table? Are they off limits? What's the rules around that? So wait, so the first wait, question. Let me see if I understand. Is it basically like one? your friends being dating each other? Yeah, like okay. you introducing your friends and then they Got date. You. So and then they date. They, like, okay, would I be upset by that? Or what's the question? Yeah, like is that weird? Is it weird that your friends date? Because you're the ones that are introducing mm-hmm. them. I had two friends, um, I introduced them, and then they hooked up, and I was like, whoa, interesting, scandalous, Um, and then one of them told me about it, so I was like, whoa, and then the other one lied about it. Oh, dang. Yeah, I was like, why would you lie about that? I was so confused, and I thought we were like tight, 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 so... I don't know. I don't mind. Like, if my if I introduce a friend to another friend, and, like, we were all started hanging out, and then they started dating out, I'm like, I don't care. I wouldn't care either. I don't think it, there's an Unless issue. they started, like, icing me out, and then, like, I wasn't their friend anymore. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, I yeah. have a problem. Hello. Yeah. I introduced y'all. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Like you oh can't God, can we make that? Me. Can we make that a TikTok? <laughs> Just like yeah, your yeah. your face, everything. I loved it. <laughs> but um, I think I talked about this in Truth or Drink, maybe, or maybe it was our Q and A episode. I dated a friend's ex, but they weren't very s- serious. I'm not gonna. I I can't. 
I'm not gonna put anybody's shit out there. They weren't very serious. Oh, well, I'll tell y'all and I'll just cut the shit out. Oh, shit. So, like... <laughs> oh, shit. So then when they broke up, I dated him. Mm. So... Now's my real answer. No, fam. You can't date your friend's exes. You don't date your friend's exes. And if your friends hate your their ex, like, you hate them, too. Yeah. Also, it's like, most people break up because there's problems in the relationship. Why would you want... Those problems. His problems, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, like, I think it's very naive for you to think that the person's gonna treat you different. Because, mm-hmm. like not to give euphoria spoilers but i feel like there was this understanding of like oh it's different with this person but it's just like do people really change in a matter of like days or weeks or even like you know like so i think about that a lot and i don't know i've never well like a lot of my friends are straight so i wouldn't be dating their exes anyways you know but even if i had the option i'd be like there's so many other people out there why choose there, people you, your friends there have is up? there's literally like you know? eight billion people in the world like you could just pick somebody else anybody anybody but <laughs> that was 30 minutes uh, <laughs> of intro <laughs> our bad uh really quickly maria and i went to the um frida immersive yes. um exhibit in dallas at, um i think the art galleries called the lighthouse yeah i think it's the lighthouse um if you saw the van gogh immersive exhibits at the same place same concept kind of thing um it's like a projection of frida's art and we just want to talk about that real quick because um potentially problematic is yeah i think so i think it's yeah potentially it was beautiful yeah you should go i think people should go see it it's definitely it was, like an experience, yeah. Yeah. And like it was it was nice that they're doing something that centered non white artists. Right. And non male artists, kind of. Um, because Frida's a woman, she's also a queer icon, which is something that wasn't highlighted during the show. Yeah, it was not. Which was interesting. And I think that for me, because it was like inner like it was interactive, so it's kinda like like kind of a movie-esque, like it was motion. Yeah. Right. Um but I think that for me, one of the biggest problems, because there are several, right? One of them was the <laughs> The English music and that yeah, is supposed to be tied to a Mexican artist. I'm just like, you couldn't find no Spanish something. You had to give me something in English, right? But that's purposeful, right? Appealing to English audiences, like that's whatever. But to me, what was the most strangest part was that they had a whole, like a whole little portion about Diego Rivera. And I was just like, this yeah, man, it was, it was... And it wasn't that short either. It was kind of a lot of his works. Yeah, it like... It was weird. It was really strange, especially because I'm just like... Diego Rivera was a very toxic present in Frida Kahlo's life. Like, he was manipulative. He gaslighted her. He cheated on her with her sister, like he was literally so toxic and like a lot of there's several paintings of Frida where she is quoting him directly like I bought a mouse pad 
um, where she is like in a sort of a suit and she's sitting. And so in that painting, she writes at the top like this communication from Diego Rivera that basically he tells her that because she chopped off all her hair, he would he found her like ugly and disgusting. And so it's just like. To me, it's like a no brainer. Like if we're having an exhibit to celebrate Frida Kahlo, like I'm not gonna incorporate a man who tormented her life and, you know, like made her feel so shitty about herself. Like it just, you know, put two and two together. Like why would you like feature him in an exhibit that's supposed to celebrate her And so it's just like that was, I think, that one of my biggest critiques of the exhibition. Because I was just like, we could have done without Diego's work. Because there was still a lot of work from Frida that we didn't get to see. Yeah, there was was a ton. Yeah, so I was just like. She has so much shit. Like, there was crazy amounts of stuff. And you figured, like, um, I don't know if y'all have been to the DMA, Dallas Museum of Art. Mm -hmm. Like, they have her doodles on display. And I figured, like, because we were in Dallas, that they would have, like, added that somewhere in there. And nope. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to see, now that we're talking about it, kind of what the demographic is of the people who created the show. Me too. Um, That would be interesting to see. That would be really interesting Well, let's look into it. I'm going to read about it. Yeah. I Um, think that... It was it was interesting to go to the show because I'll be going to La Casa Azul in March because I'll be going to Mexico City. <gasps> Love that for you. So it'll be it'll be a good like contrast. So we'll see. I'll, what is that I'll one report about? back after March. Huh? What is that one about? La Casa, La Casa Azul? Azul is like the house her that house. Sh- her house. So it it has a lot of her work and stuff. Like it's it they like turned her, her house in, yeah they turned her house into a museum in Mexico City. So. It'll, I'll, I'll report back and I'll Bro, they pictures. say that they're her ghost be up in there. Listen. Tell her said, hey. Yeah, she needs to be like, tell hey. Her said, hey. <laughs> I will tell her. Tell her to come on the podcast and say, May Nation. I know. <laughs> I, if she wants to talk about how Diego Rivera was in shit, so. <laughs> she is always welcome. First, we, we, can, yeah, we can dedicate a whole episode to that. That's how many ever she wants, you know, we'll, we'll give you a platform, girl. We got you. <laughs> but I feel that, like, um, yeah, what did you think about the exhibit, Rana? Um... Kind of the same things. I was really, I felt like it was just an awkward, like, why are we showing, like, okay, if she showed her paintings of her in Diego, because she does have paintings that she, you know, she painted of them too. But the fact that we were showing Diego's paintings were like, was weird to me because, because why? Because it's about her. So, um, I don't even remember if they showed her paintings of them together. They probably did, but I just, mm. I don't, it, it was really like out of place for me. I was like, mm. and so mm. then it made me think, um, cause I will say Maria and I went at 11 AM on a Saturday and we were one of maybe like a handful, not even brown people there. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was mostly um, so, like white folks. So you can tell that like the people consuming this are not Latinos. You know, they're not brown. They're they're white. And so it's like do, to what extent do they know 
the story, you know, her story. To what extent do they know the relationship between her and Diego? And so, not that I need to gatekeep Frida, but, like, kind (laughs) of. And even when you mentioned that, like, like, Brianna mentioned, like, before this one, it was the Van Gogh Museum, the the Van Gogh exhibit, like, um... And so they had this really huge, like, portrait of Van Gogh where people were taking pictures, like, to promote or whatever. Ginormous. But it's just, like, it wasn't even the Van Gogh exhibit anymore, and that was still up. But they didn't have a similar one about Frida. Wow. And like, a this lot shit of them... was, like, as big as the room. Like, it was and as it was tall, still like, it yeah. So that, and then yeah. a lot of the merch, we went into the the gift shop. A lot of the merch was still Van Gogh shit. And they're like, oh, we just haven't gotten our Frida stuff. I'm like, why? Y'all been o- like, this exhibit has been open for over a week. Um, and they had been promoting it for months. Yeah. And so I was just like, hmm, weird. It was very strange. So it just kind of I like- mean, not to play the devil's advocate, but it could have been due to no, like, the, supply- the supply chain issues, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, like a lot of a lot of stores, yeah, like are out of like merch. Shit, but I would like, it was just that, weird. I don't see why they would have need to have the Van Gogh ex- exhibit stuff up. Like, okay, keep the merch yeah. still out, but like up on the rest of the exhibit, I don't understand that either. Yeah, no, and it didn't. Also, sense. there was like outside of the Van Gogh exhibit. If you went, there was like a lot of sunflowers and a lot of stuff like promoting the Van Gogh exhibit outside of the gallery, and there was. There was just nothing. a sign. Yeah. I was just like comparing kind of the hitting. two. Yeah. yeah. It's just like interesting, you know, how it's just yeah. like how it played out. Like, I don't discourage anybody from going, go and experience no, it because it's I think definitely you go. an experience, but it's just like, just like thinking critically about that as well. Because it's like, if you're going to do stuff, do it right. You know, don't be yeah. doing shit half assed. Especially I want the same. Um, there's the same energy that you yeah. gave to Van Gogh. I keep need it, to put keep into it the same. Freedom. I agree. Play devil's advocate all you want, everybody. I know, I get it, but it wasn't there for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it'd be interesting. Like, not that I'm gonna go back because it's kind of expensive. It's super expensive. Yeah. It's, it's like seventy dollars. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's, it's seventy expensive. dollars, and they wow, no, that is yeah, it's, not okay. It's seventy dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a fun. Me and Maria bought tickets like super, 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 super early yeah. in advance too. Like we had pre-sales shit, so yeah. we've been waiting for this. Yeah, it was. It I wasn't disappointed. I will say that I wasn't disappointed mm-hmm. in the show. Like it was a good show. It yeah. was really good. I actually liked it better than the Van Gogh one. Um. Now, maybe that's because I like Frida more than I like Van Gogh, but. Okay, so it looks like the person who did the Van Gogh exhibit is this guy called Massimiliano Sicardi. So it might have been like that. That's why, like you guys are saying, you know, it's not giving what it's supposed to give because it's it sounds like he has more experience doing the Van Gogh and like that type of art versus Mm. Frida's Latin America. I don't know. That's what I just did a quick Google search, and that that's the guy who who put. I want to look more into it. We'll come back. Yeah, but we are almost forty five minutes in, and we have not gotten (laughs) on to our topic. I remember someone commenting was like, "One of my favorite things about them is they don't go off topic." (laughs) Do they? Do they actively listen? Because I feel like we be talking about all the stuff. (laughs) 
maybe we're just background noise to them and they don't actually know. Yeah, they're like, that. oh yeah, that that, that makes sense. Uh, that's funny. That's um, funny. But okay, we're he- we're here to talk about March is Women's History Month. If you didn't yes. know, you know now. Celebrate the women in your life. Um every day, not just March. Buy your girlfriend a car. Yeah. Ooh. Buy your girlfriend a car. A Ferrari. <laughs> Como dijo Bad Bunny. Oh, <laughs> o como no pudo, como no dijo Bad you know, you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, but if you can't buy her a car, buy her some flowers, buy her some, tell her she's amazing. I don't know. Store bought is fine. <laughs> but um, we are going to talk about the influential women in our own lives. Um, previously, like about a year ago when we started the podcast, we also started during March, Women's History Month. And we talked about our women heroes and we kind of picked, um, I think some of us picked our moms and then other of us picked like icons. Um, so we're going to kind of do that again, but it's more on a personal level this time. So people who have affected like our lives, like directly, um, who wants to get started? I feel no, like I was, what's... oh, I feel like I no, was one of the people that last time, like, um, like I, I talked about a, a specific like person in history. Um, but I think that for me, of course, it goes without saying that like my mom is one of my influential people in my right. life. And I feel that it's funny because like I had like a TikTok go viral like not too long ago about my artwork where my mom was like reacting to it. And there was like several comments where people were just like Oh, like the relationship that you and your mom have, like da 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 da. But I don't think that people realize that me and my mom are not like that all the time. I feel that like, and I maybe like I've spoken about it in the podcast before. But like my mom, out of my parents, is the one that's like the least accepting of me being gay, and she's the one that has like more of the problems with like me being gay and even when I came out she was the one that was more vocal about her not approving so it's just like me and my mom have had a lot of like tough like really really tough patches um and it's just like we're still working on those but I feel that like when I think about strong people and people who have like a super strong work ethic like I always think about my mom like, when I was in college, like, my mom would work up to seven days a week, cleaning houses, catering, going to work. Like, my mom has, like, worked nonstop most of her life. And it's just, like, earlier this year, like, my mom got COVID. And, like, she didn't have, like, bad symptoms or anything. She's vaccinated. You know, she's a vaccinated queen out here, so she didn't really experience nothing. But, like, she was getting depressed because she couldn't work. She was just like, I'm ready to go to work. And it's just, like, it made me really sad to see how my mom is so used to laboring and doing, like, manual labor that she was, like, depressed because she couldn't do that. And so it's just, like, I think that my mom is one of, I say that she's, she's, of course, like, one of the influential people for me. But it's just, like, I feel like she taught me the value of hard work but it's also like she taught me that I don't want to always like put my value on how much I can produce or how much I can labor how much I can do 
because it's just like I see how tired she is you know and it's sad because I'm just like girl you aging like you need to calm down take it slow yeah and she's just like a go 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 type of person and it's just like despite all our differences like I hope that one day me and my mom can sit down and not argue for long periods of time you know but I feel that like my mom is also like the type of person that I'm just like she she's become more open to learning so it's just like it's been a journey of us having some sort of like functioning relationship and it's just like she actually met my partner this weekend and like it was like really really nice and it's just like at first my mom was just like oh yeah like Malika this like Malika that not in a bad way but like in a teasing way and like when Malika left my mom was just like oh I was really surprised that like Malika liked the food and all of this so it's just like there was like a shift in her um now that she like met my partner so it's just like Mine and my mom's relationship is not perfect, but I feel that, like, if me and my mom can work things out, I hope that other queer Latina folks who have, like, not the best relationship with their parents can also, in a future time, work that out. So, yeah, there's me. Um, Pretty on brand. I am also gonna talk about my mom i feel like that's probably gonna be uh, most of us um my mom (laughs) my mom had me super 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 young she was still in high school when she was pregnant with me she was 18 um and she had me shortly after her 19th birthday like literally a month later she'd been 19 for one month and then she had me (laughs) i was an accident of course obviously um and So her and I did a lot of growing up together, obviously. Um, My dad was only a year older than her, so he was only 20 when I was born also. Um, And something, which is crazy because I think I I only found out about it like two, maybe three years ago, is my parents didn't live together when I was born, Um, which I thought that was wild. They were together like they were a couple but they didn't live together so for a lot of the time you know it was just me and my mom my dad would come see me my dad would come you know put me to bed every night and then go to work um but I was very much you know with my mom most of the time um you know her having me like super young while she was in high school kind of affected like the the projection of her life for both my parents, probably. Um, both my parents went to a law magnet school. My dad wanted to become a police officer and my mom wanted to become a lawyer. Um, neither of them are either of those things now. Uh, and that they would never say this, but I'm sure a lot of it had to do with was because I was born and they had to, you know, adjust accordingly. Um, my mom had scholarships to go to college. Um, so we did a lot of growing up together, right? Like, um, I like distinctly remember when they were like, when my parents were like, um, like in their like mid twenties and they like started going out, out, out. Right. And that's crazy because I remember that. Isn't that weird? Anyways. (laughs) Um, my, my, I wouldn't say like the biggest thing that my mom has 
has taught me is like growth. My mom, when me and my sister, my sister's only three years younger than me. Um, when we were growing up, I feel like my mom had a lot of, sorry, mom, I'm putting your shit out there. Um, she, and I feel like this is with most like Latina parents is like, um processing emotions is like really difficult because we were never yeah. taught that mm-hmm. um so like when we feel things and i still feel like this is true for me when we when i feel things i feel them very strongly so like when i'm upset or sad i'm really sad and when i'm angry i'm really angry and when i'm happy i'm really happy and it's just because i don't know how to transition from the other because i don't know how to cope type of I stuff you, yeah. um and so i saw that a lot in my mom and for a long time it made me like really um I don't want to say distant, but kind of like, um, what's the word? Like standoffish when she was in her moods. Like I just did not, it was not something I wanted to be around. I resented her a lot for not being able to handle um, her emotions and like the things that she would say when she was like upset. Um, but I love my mom. And I never, you know, stopped loving her. It was just like, I, I don't want to be with you or around you whenever you act that way. Um, and then for a stint, my parents separated when I was like 18 for like a year. They're back together now. They're happy and love. Um, uh, and I resented both my parents so, 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 so much during that time. Obviously, I was a teenager and I was like going through shit, right? Um but to see my parents come back together and to see my mom like had this complete like just like immense growth within that year was like awesome like she changed so much it was so crazy and a lot of people, are, I know you hear a lot, like, people don't change. Like, people are who we are. No, you can change if you want to change. And my mom fucking did that shit. And she was, it was, like, so admirable. Um, And, a lot, like, I deal with, like, you know, pretty bad anxiety. And, um, you know, I just went through a breakup. So I was, like, a little, like, depressed within the last couple of months. Um, But to hear my mom, like, talk about, you know, how she got through that year that my parents were separated was like I want to be just like her in that sense like be okay and it wasn't even like she was okay because they got back together she was just okay and I feel like that's what helped them find each other again they were just okay and um with themselves and that was so amazing and so to see that growth within my mom was just like one of the most admirable yeah that's like the best word to describe one of the most admirable things that I could have ever seen in like an adult um ever and uh so shout out to my mom you've taught a lot taught me a lot about growth and about being vulnerable and being able to like fix my own shit we love that cries I know fuck she's gonna cry (laughs) oh no my mom is also our um, um, biggest fan. So is so is Maria's partner, but so is my mom. You have no idea. 
We love that. Yeah. We 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 love our um our fans. Yeah, we do. So I mean, we'll stay along the same topic of like saying you know my mom is one of them. Um, I think also it's important to note that most of the of the theas that I know of, um, I would consider influential people because one of the reasons being that they came to a country they didn't know much about they didn't understand the language and yet overcame so many challenges to thrive and and try to support their family here and back in mexico too um a lot of them did end up moving back because they missed their country and i can't imagine being away from my family for so long you know and like a lot a lot of these a lot of my tias didn't see their their moms for years and so I would consider them like my closest my closest tias that I know of. I haven't talked to them since they moved. Um, every, I want to go back to Mexico, but my mom is always very nervous about us traveling back because of all the uncertainty yeah. and whatnot. But I was just like, I have to go back at some point because I haven't seen them in so long. Um, right. But one of the reasons I think also is important that my mom is one of them is because recently I've been more open about talking about things with her and I've seen her do the same with me and so we were just having this conversation yesterday where she was saying like sometimes I think that I'm going like I'm a little bit crazy and whatnot because of this reason and she started explaining to me I was like I I don't think that's I was like it just sounds like your 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 thinking process is your own. I was like, for example, when I think, I think in terms of like when I think a word, a word leads to another, kind of like visualizing words. She's like, but I think of little squares and connecting and whatnot. And, and she's like, I think I'm going crazy and I don't know what's going on. I was like, I don't think that's the thing. I was like, we just think differently, everybody. She's like, I've never told anybody that. And I was like, this is why it's important to talk about things because if not, you begin to think that you're going crazy. And then if you tell other people and they also reinforce that, like, oh, yeah, you're going crazy. That's just a you thing. Then it makes you feel bad. But if you talk it out with other people, you're going to realize that it's just not everybody thinks the same way. Not everybody goes through the same experiences. And I was like, and this is why it's important that we talk about things. Um, So that was pretty, pretty cool to me um, because I feel like in the past we haven't had those conversations. So that would be one of them. Um, And then we we right now right now trying to deal with get uh trying to fix my my grandma's immigration papers so that she can she can at least get a visa to come visit because my mom is not able to see her and whenever she talks about that it breaks my heart but I can't imagine the pain that she goes through because she hasn't seen her for over 20 years and yeah yeah the last time she saw my grandma I was about four years old probably i'm now 28 so it's been ages and so i i don't think people who don't go through that they can't they can't think of of the pain that immigrants go through when they're separated for so long from their families and so because of those xyz reasons that i named the women in my family the closest ones are going to be the most influential because it it's it's just hard but there's there's good things in life too. Mm. I feel that that's mm. something that I feel that people don't really think about. 
because I even think about like Brianna like my parents had me at 19 too but then like my parents were new to this country and so Mm -hmm. I feel that like I always share that that it's just like like yeah me and my parents grew up together in a sense but like we both were navigating growth in a country that was foreign to us you know and it's just like I feel like a lot of the times like like especially like now and with Trump and everything there has been so much like anti-immigrant sentiments like running deep deep within this country and like even a lot of like Latine folks are coming out and being like fuck immigrants and all this fucking shit and I'm just like but then it's just like how can you say that when it's just like you come from migration too you know and it's just like I feel that like even a lot of the times like people want to say that immigrants are lacking so many things right that we're uneducated or all these other things but it's just like if you were to sit down and like listen to the stories of like the people who have migrated here within your family you'd see how much like power and resilience and resistance and strength is within them you know and it's just like a lot of the times we don't even think that it's important for us to sit down but it's just like similar to like we all go through stuff you know and it's just like migration is a traumatic event so it's just like it's important that we also give like our loved ones our tias our tios our parents like a space to talk about migration and talk about what it's been like leaving their entire lives behind, you know, to give their future children or their current children, you know, a better life in a country that like sees them as less than human, you know? And it's just like, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts, but maybe that's something that, that we can further talk about later. Cause I know that like, it's such a big topic, but it's just like, thank you for bringing that up, Arlene, because it's just like, my parents are undocumented, and I feel that, like, sometimes I just feel that some of that trauma, even some of the the hard that came with being a child of undocumented immigrants is just something that everybody has gone through, but I forget that that's not everybody's reality, you know, and it's like a reality that's unique to to us you know and it's just like think yeah thank you for bringing that up i i hate that i i i sometimes feel the need to tell people like because my parents are undocumented and they went through these experiences it it should make them more valid in in their eyes but they're humans too you know i feel like they're i don't know i have mixed feelings about bringing that up but it's true. Trauma. It, Im- yeah. Immigration is, is such a huge trauma that I feel like not we don't talk about a lot. And maybe that should be its own episode. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It is. It is. A lot. I'm like, ugh. I know. If anyone, like, this is a, a tough thing to say, but like, or not say, but like, I'm sure it would be a tough thing to talk about topic. But if anyone wants to share their migration story. Yeah. Yeah. This is a platform to do it. I think so too. Putting that out there. And like like I don't know, like obviously the listeners don't know, but I did interview my dad last week mm-hmm. during uh El Dia del Inmigrante and I feel that like 
if anybody wants to share their migration story, um, I personally will feel honored to be able to sit yeah. through and navigate that with you because like and I know this is like off topic but like when I interviewed my dad like my dad cried during the interview mm-hmm. or during the questions that I asked him and it was really hard to sit through that because it's just like my dad's the type of person that never cries yeah and so it's just like he was like having a hard time talking because of how hard it is but it's also like Nobody had ever asked my dad questions about how leaving his country made him feel or what it felt like to have to cross the border. And it's wild how, like, he's he has friends who literally crossed the border with him and they just never talk about it. And it's just, like, it's so weird how there's this, like, culture of silence you know part of it is for safety and I feel like the other part is just because it's so it's so hurt like there's so much hurt there that it's just like it's better for you to hide it away than have to deal with it you know so it's just like breaking silence I feel like was healing to my dad and like in some way or form like I feel like it helped me grow closer to my dad um and like have like not that I didn't have respect for him but it was just like I realized that like I need to like take like a step back and be like dang like there's so much that I want to know and I need to ask you before I don't have you here especially with COVID and shit you never know what might happen and like I had like, I had, like, a, a great-grandma who I wanted to ask so many questions to. COVID happened, and she passed away during COVID, you know? So it's like I never got to ask her these different questions. So it's just, like, I encourage people to sit down and ask your parents questions because there's they have so much to tell, but nobody's asking them what they think or what they've lived through. And I think it's important that we share and we preserve these stories somehow and yeah i'm sorry that's my rant (laughs) i was just gonna throw this out there this can be cut out as well but like one of my one of my goals in life would be to to compile a book of all these stories you know because like you said it's it's people aren't asked about this because they it's for safety reasons but we we need to share these so that other people understand the trauma that we go through as children of immigrants um i feel but yeah that would off topic yes this is great (laughs) oh lenny you you don't you want to share oh (laughs) my mom yeah my mom um she's pretty cool (laughs) i don't know what else she's um she had me she had me when she was 29 um so she was pretty she was a lot older um, but she um, she went to school in Mexico, and she didn't finish university. Um, she wanted to do computer science, but she said, like, I couldn't pass through this class. And I just, um, my grandma didn't want her to drop so or change her, like, major or anything. But she still did it because she couldn't get through that class. Um, so she studied to be, like, um, a bilingual secretary. And then... Um, 
And then she left Mexico and she stayed, she overstayed her visa. Um, so she's, she's just stayed here. Um, but, um, she had me when she was 29. Um, she used to work at this, uh, at a fast food restaurant and I was very, um, I still remember like the bits and pieces, but she didn't, um, we, she didn't have a car cause my dad would like, they only had one car and my dad, I uh, would take it to work cause he would work overnight and my mom would work early in the morning um, and so they, he would, uh, we, she, we lived really close to the, to where she worked and, um, she would take me in the, in the stroller walking and like in the cold and she would say like, my head would like peek out from there. Cause I was like three, two, three years old. My head would peek out and I was just watching everything. I was very curious. And, um, she would, um, put me in their in their little room, in their little break room, and I would just watch Clifford, and then I would eat food and French fries. It's like two, three years old. Um, but my mom, um, she was one of the first people I came out to. Um, I was like super scared. I didn't really um know how she was gonna react to that, but she was very accepting. <laughs> um, out of both of my parents, my mom was like the most accepting uh, my dad not so much but like whatever <laughs> um but um she was really cool um she definitely like um I think another really big like moment in my life where like it just like really sticks out um I was um having a really I stopped taking my meds this was in 2018 um and I had a really bad mental breakdown my dad didn't really understand that and so um that was like really really hard because my dad was like I'm making this stuff up right and my mom was like trying to figure out figure out what was going on she ended up calling my therapist and I remember um my door was locked (laughs) sorry (laughs) sorry um my door was locked it was so bad it was so bad y'all like um it was so bad like literally I just didn't want to be here anymore it was like really bad um but I remember my mom like was outside my door and she was like what's wrong and then you had my dad kind of like bitching um so they managed to unlock my door my mom called my therapist and I remember the only thing I remember was like my mom just like hugged me she got in my bed I hadn't showered in a fucking month. So I probably smelled really bad. Um, and she just hugged me. And I think that's like one of like the most prominent moments in my mind. One of like it's just there. Like I sometimes I like, just feel so sad. I just remember my mom doing that. And I remember um she took me downstairs to her room and they put one day at a time. And she made me soup. And she just laid there with me. And I I just, I love my mom so much. Like, don't get it twisted. I, like, I've gotten so many fights with her, but... Um, and there's, you know, things that I don't agree with her with, about, but, like... My mom has done so much for me. Like, I've told her, like, everything. Like, she's been there for me so many times. 
um she's getting older and like um after my parents um separated like she started working more so she could um pay the bills and like it's hard because like you know I see her and she's like really overworking herself and it's like really hard like having seeing my mom do that like it's it's really hard like um her vision is getting worse her hands hurt a lot and so it's like it's fucking hard and I just I love her so much um I do not know what I would do with my mom like I really don't I can't function without her but she's great and yeah shout out to her shout out to your mom yes we yeah, love her fuck. that was amazing mm. I'm like sad now I know that's like something that i never really prepared myself or thought of is like my parents getting old right because they've always been super super young they've always been the young parents you know and um sorry mom but you know they're getting you know a little older and it's like starting to show kind of stuff not that they look old just i mean like (laughs) fuck (laughs) just i mean like in their everyday lives type stuff, you know, health-wise. And, um, man, that should be been hitting hard. I know. It It makes me sad to, to think about that. And, like, I remember before I would get kind of – I'm sure other people do. But, like, I would get annoyed, right, when my mom would be like, oh, like, do this. Or, like, she'd call me out of the blue and I'm like, I'm doing something, right? I'm busy. But I now I, I take a moment and I'm like, first of all, she doesn't have her mom to, to be next to. And secondly, mm-hmm. they're getting old. So, Mira, I'm crying. Are we all going to cry? I'm already crying. I started crying when Letty was telling her story. I know, I did too. I was like, let me, let me mute myself real quick. I'm sorry. So, shout out to the influential women in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all stop, I'm going to start crying too. Anyway, in conclusion, um, in conclusion, if you're on meds, don't get off them because listen, that was not a good experience for me. And I think one of the things, like, I like I hate the fact that I put my mom through that. Like, I really do. It was a really, really rough day. It was really traumatic, um, on both sides. So take your meds <laughs> if you're on meds. Take your meds, and if you want to get off them, talk to your doctor because that's very important. <laughs> In conclusion, yeah. for me, tell your mom thank you. Tell your mom I love her. Yeah. Just, you know what? Let's let's take a pause. Pause the podcast right now. Call your mom and tell her you love yeah. her. Yeah. Or walk there if you live with your parents. Oh, Just right. go to yeah. her room. Hug her. Very give tight. her a hug. And, you know, sometimes I feel that, like, like, at least for me, I know that I grew up in... I didn't grow up in a super affectionate household. Like, mm-hmm. the I love yous, the all of this was not something that was just common. So it's just, like, I feel that, like, as a... Not that I'm an adult, because I don't think I'm an adult yet. But at least, like, now that I'm more grown, I want to make sure that, like, I'm modeling the type of love that I want from my parents. 
So, like, I feel that, like, that starts with, like, telling them that you love them, telling them that you value them, giving them a hug. Especially our mamas, because the women in our families are the ones that carry our families. They're the ones that are the glue to everybody. So, they de- if you're giving, you, they deserve two hugs a day, minimum. So... I'm going to know. We're going to know if you don't give your mama a hug. Because we know. We know. We know everything. Well, I wish we did, but we don't. But but yes. I hope that this was enough time for y'all to go and give your mama a hug. But <laughs> yes. Or if you're not with her, call her. Make plans. Make lunch plans. You yeah. Know? I want to share that my mom yesterday and I went to breakfast because I didn't have to work. So we went to go get breakfast and we went to go get her nails done. And that's a happy note. We love that. Yes, go pamper your mom too. Yes. Yeah. And yes, take her out to eat. Don't make her cook you food. Right. Take shots with your mom. My mom 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 is a lightweight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen my mom drink twice in my life, and both times she's like, never again. And I'm like, okay. Not my mom. My mom gets drunk super quickly. Like the other day, she had like she had two or three beers before I went out with my friends. Like she was drinking when I left to Target. When I came back to Target, she's just like, "I've had four beers," and she was in her bed, mind you. And she's like, "I was so dizzy, so I had to come sleep." And I'm like, "Bitch, what?" Four beers, like what? What? But that was a lot for her. So, mama, me and my mama ain't taking no shots. Homegirl is gonna end up in her bed, being like, "I'm so dizzy." Dude, there's this white wine my mom loves from Olive Garden, and I like. Um, she loves it so much. I asked her, "Can mom? Can I like?" She hadn't opened it, mind you, in like six months. I was like, "Mom, can I open it and get a drink, like, please?" So I was like, literally, like ha- almost like halfway done with the bottle, and then she's like, "At least, let, you know, let me get a let me get a glass." She drank half of it, bro, and she was gone. Half the glass, bro, she was gone. That was my poor mom. Okay, poor Not mom. half a glass. <laughs> Wine drunk would be different too. Yeah, that Wine is true. Wine be different though. <laughs> My mom, um, so funny. my mom used to tell me that uh, my grandma used to make like this cocoa, um, like coconut des- dessert thing, I think, or something like that. But it's alcoholic. It's like fermented coconut, something like that. And she would sell it like Ayan Mexico to make to make money uh, to have some income. But she's like, yeah, that it was really sweet and very, very alcoholic. And you could get drunk off of that. I'm like, so past the recipe. So is it that bache? I don't know. Maybe it's that. Maybe. But she said my grandma, my grandma used to make it and like with like big ass barrels, I guess, or something. I don't even know how the heck she made it. I think but she watches would... a piña, so never mind. I've seen other, I've seen, well, I mean, to be fair, I've seen it as sprouts. So do I trust them? No. Um, but I've seen the pache like other, in other flavors. So maybe, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to Google this for next time. But anyways, go hug your moms. Yes, yes hug your we moms. love that. Give her a kiss. <laughs> my mom like does not let us go to sleep without giving her a kiss on the cheek Aww, and telling her we so love her sweet. it used to annoy the shit out of me not gonna lie when i was younger and i'm like okay i'm kind of glad she does that's that. so <laughs> sweet actually well but yeah guys do you want to end with um our song of the day 
again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I'll go. Um, my go song of the day is called Coastin' by Victoria Monet. And Ooh. it's what kind of um, what genre is that? I can't. I I don't know exactly what genre it is, but it's got like a. I think it's like R and B vibe, kind of. Okay. Um, okay. And then her cover art looks. It looks like the sixty seventy. So it's got the minivan and those colors and the big headbands and outfits and whatnot. Um. So I would recommend it. And then this isn't a song of the day, but I would recommend this book I'm reading right now. It's called Dial A for Aunties. And it's like a murder romance um, Ooh, book. And I felt really happy because when I went to the library, the librarian was helping me check out. She's like, oh, I've read this book. It's really, really good. And I'm like, this is the highlight of my day because that's like getting a gold star in class. That's like getting a good job at work. The library recognizing me, <laughs> checking out a good book. Thank you. My song of the day is gonna be Ruby. Um, wait, where is it? Um, what is it called? Rubia Sol Morena Luna by Danny Ocean. It's uh, if y'all don't listen to Danny Ocean, you should. You should. He's got like some pop, reggae vibes, but like in Spanish. But this song is a little more. It leans a little more like pop rock. Um, but it's really good. Listen to anything by Danny Ocean. He's uh, he's amazing. Um, my song recommendation is gonna be Necesito Decirte by Conjunto Primavera. It's um in honor of my mother growing up. She was a Conjunto Primavera person. And if y'all know who Conjunto Primavera is, these bitches be sad. This is like sad, clean your house on a Saturday morning, sad type of music. And so my mom loves them. Um, and so I feel like she would recommend them. So I am recommending them to y'all. Yes. Uh, mine is, uh, Fuck You Heather by Boyish. Uh, one of my coworkers, like, uh, she was like playing it while she was doing her, um, her like closing duties or whatever. And I was like, who, who is that? And she showed me them and like, yeah, they're super cool. I don't know. I think they're like indie kind of i don't know but definitely listen to them they're super good and it's pretty like chill it's a vibe it's literally the type of music that you would listen to when you're like driving late at night and it's like you know super chill and slow maybe when you even know when you're high bro i I was supposed to the same thing (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that should hit different um Mm. but yeah boyish super good fuck you heather really good song yeah i like that mix we had going on today yeah, that was interesting. A little bit of everything. <laughs> that was <a> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, thank you so 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 much for listening. Uh, rate us five stars only. Only. Y'all know the drill with that one. Follow us on all our socials at Ijas Unidas on everything: um, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, what else we got? Email us ihas.unidas at gmail.com we want to get some badass women um yeah. uh, uh, for the month of March on our month of March <laughs> month on of our March. Month, March. March. <laughs> month of March um on our mini sods so if you had a badass story to tell we want to hear it um so hit us up email us shoot us a DM on Instagram contact people who know us like 
contact us. Our and, our handles are in the yep, description. Like you can yeah. just hit us up. And we'll just answer. as a disclaimer, any story that you have to share is badass as long as it's Absolutely. important to you and it's your story. So don't right, feel, feel like, like you have to like, oh, I I found the cure for cancer and that's the type of stories that we want to hear. Because we feel that there is badassery anywhere and everywhere. So as long as it's important for you and you feel like somebody mm-hmm. would get something out of your story, then share it with us. Because trust me that there's a listener who's going to benefit off of the yeah. advice that you're going to give Absolutely. or out of the fact that you're even talking about this thing that you feel is not important or is not significant. Because if it's significant enough for you, it's significant enough for somebody else. Because remember, something else that we've learned in this podcast is that we are more similar than we are different. So, yes. Man, I love that. I love that. <laughs> because being alive is a win. And sharing those stories, that that is it. Yeah. We yeah. want to hear your passion. We want to hear your art. We want to hear your, your music, business. Yeah. We want to hear about the crazy ass story that happened that made you do this, 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 and that. Exactly. We, we want to hear it. Share your we, problematic this person is, this of the week God, with us. Late adventures, yeah. crazy adventures you've had. Like this is the oh, podcast to do that. So let us do that for you. We're a bunch of cheese mm-hmm. says We want to hear it all. Absolutely. Yeah. This is why I say that we're the cheese squad. Because if you have something to say, we we listening. We listening to you. For sure. My ears are always open. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the bionic ear. Like I'm, I'll open it just for you. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I started watching Arthur the second you said bionic. That's exactly. Bionic bunny, right? Yeah. yeah. And No, but every time I talk about ears, I think about the episode with DW where she had to get shit put in her ear because that bitch had too much wax. Yeah. And so she was going to have a surgery and this bitch was all nervous. And I'm like, girl. And I think about that often. I'm like, maybe I have too much wax in my ear and I need to have the surgery that DW had. And so I low-key traumatized, but every time I think about ears, I think about DW. She's a cop. Also, the show just ended, just and the final scene was super cute. Yeah. Oh, I have not seen the finale, but I saw it. Wait, the where can I stream it? Where, it's on, someone tell it on me where YouTube. I can stream. You can watch the final episode on YouTube. No, 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 no. I want to watch the whole thing from the very beginning. Oh. Where can I watch all of our there? Oh, I've been know. watching it on YouTube. <laughs> I think that Amazon Prime okay. Video has it. Yeah, but you have to pay. Okay, great. Because season that's- ten is the only one that's like Prime. Like you can watch it with oh. Prime. Other than that, you have to pay. Oh shit! <laughs> but I've been watching it on YouTube. Yeah, okay, that's a good, good to know. Good to, watch. to know. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, that is all from us. Until um, next time. We will catch you in the next episode. Until next time. Adios. Bye. 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 Ciao.